Welcome to the family with Andy Brampernard and Cassie Schrader. Brandon's coming in also from Acme, and we'll talk. Well, I'll take a gander with him. There's a lot of stuff going on because apparently Jillian Michaels not only in an argument with Lizzo now, now she's battling Al Roker. <laughs> so we'll find out what the hell's going on. The news is next with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. What's bringing this on? I don't know. Trying to Ooh, child. <laughs> put some dulcet tones into the rift between Al Roker and Jillian Michaels. Okay, gotta... so she started out the morning battling Lizzo mm-hmm. because Jillian Michaels said that Lizzo should not be praised and, and people uh, they should not praise her because of her weight and the fact that she deals with it. Uh, she said, you know, what are you going to do when she gets diabetes? You're going to be happy for her then too. You know, so she was battling with Lizzo, and now you tell me she's battling with Al Roker, too? Yeah, because Al Roker is publicly going around, you know, he promotes the keto diet. Um, he's, right. You know, that's what he, the diet that he's on, it's working for him, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, she doesn't agree with it, and she's been publicly blasting him for going around, promo- uh, you know, promoting this diet. So he went on Twitter <laughs> and said, so Jillian Michael says keto is a bad idea. This from a woman who promoted on camera bullying, deprivation, manipulation, and more weekly in the name of weight loss. Now those sound like bad ideas. I just don't understand. Why? What is her problem? Does she need attention? Does she not have a job any longer? What, what's the problem here? Probably. Who knows? I can't stand her, and I completely disagree with her blasting Lizzo. Because there's so, especially because <clears throat> Lizzo targets teen girls, you know, preteen and teen girls. And mm-hmm. they're so vulnerable at that age. They're so insecure about how they look. Um, I'm going through some of that with my stepdaughters right now. And at least, you know, some, you know, have, they're worried about their weight issues or how their hair looks and stuff like that. So for a woman like Lizzo to be up on stage and say, hey, I'm a big girl. I love who I am. I think that's a positive message because you go on Instagram and Twitter and all these social media things. It's all these girls that are rail thin that look like Barbie dolls because they have so much makeup on. And the and these young right. girls are trying to emulate that image and they can't. And then they feel bad about themselves. The problem and, is Lizzo takes it too far. Yeah, she's kind I mean, of... She, at her weight, she is... It's just an objective fact. She's going to die young. It's, she yeah. is. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that. it's okay to be overweight. It's not okay to be so overweight that mm-hmm. your heart stops working when you're 40 years old. What What Lizzo should say is that, yeah, I'm <coughs> overweight. I get it. 
I could probably lose a few pounds for health issues, but I do love myself the way I am, and I'm going to take care of myself. That's yeah. all she's got to say. But to blast her because she's just because she's overweight, isn't that kind of making fun of heavier set people? I think we should be simultaneously promoting acceptance and health. Yes. Not one at the expense of the other, but that's what people yeah, do. Yeah, well, there you go. You either... No, I think that's true. You're either pro-health, which means you can't be more than, you know, two ounces overweight, or you're pro-acceptance, which means you can weigh 850 pounds, and there's nothing wrong with that, which both are stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm still very upset that I didn't get the name Go to Health for a book about health. <laughs> go to Health? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, somebody already used it. Oh, yeah. What the hell is It's not fair. Yeah, we got Brandon in studio now. Hey, Tommy. Well, he can go to health. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> go to health. <laughs> go to health, Brandon. <laughs> What's happening, man? Uh, not much. I screwed up, and I... Yeah, I'm sorry Jordan's not here. <laughs> How did you screw up? I, I forgot. I didn't write it on his press schedule, and he had it. No, I meant any more than regularly. Thank you very no, much. No, hey. Hey. <laughs> usually pretty good at it, well, but yeah. Aren't his shows sold out already? Yeah, tonight's 8 o'clock is very close to selling out. Second, And then uh, tomorrow's 8 o'clock show is already sold out. Oh, so so. Yep. He'll yeah. be all right. He's... What a good guy. Very. I'm nice. just bummed, yeah, because he's a really cool guy. And we were talking, because I brought him to KQ yesterday. He's just a really cool guy to mm-hmm. hang out with. So. Yep. Yeah. But. He is indeed, works with Paul Mercurio, which I was very uh, happy to hear. He's a big, mm. he gets along with Paul Mercurio really well, which is really, uh, Paul is still a very close friend. Paul, I love Mercurio. Man, I love that guy. <laughs> he's uh, he's a very odd man. Let me Well, let me put it this way. I got some friends in the comedy business. You tell me if these people are odd or not. I got Louis Anderson, Nick Swartzen, and Paul Mercurio. What the <laughs> hell? Uh, you want to talk about some goofballs? Oh, you know, yeah. Nick? yeah. Yeah, Nick's great. He stops oh, yeah, by Acme Nick. all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. He loves Acme. Oh, that's one of his favorite places on earth. It's Acme. Yeah, I see him like three, four times a month. He's just always just, if he's just bored, he'll just stop by just to hang out. He's great. Well, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, God, I've known Nick now, Andy, what, for like 25 years? Wow. Yeah. Something like that. He's only, that. well, not probably 25 <laughs> years, probably 20 years, because I think he's, he just turned, did he just turn 42 or something like that? Somewhere around there, yeah. How, how old is Nick? I think he's around 42, something like that. He's 43. I'm not sure, but 43, okay, so I've known him, yeah, a little over, a little over 20 years, I guess, but he is a piece of work, I'm telling you that. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And then, you know, but you know, what's so great about that? In Minnesota comedians, you got Louis Anderson wins an, uh, an Emmy for Best Actor for uh, for doing Baskets, which was phenomenal. Nick Swardson has been in eight billion big uh, budget movies and big time. I shouldn't say big budget, but big earning movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done t- television really well. Obviously, I think the last time he was in town. Uh, he told me how much he got for the two-night thing, and I don't want to tell you because <laughs> it's, yeah, we'll sure. all start vomiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's like, really? I, I'd probably only have to work the rest of my life to earn that much, but, you know, yeah, yeah. don't worry about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when a comic makes That's... like more than I make in a year in like two days, I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly I see it. their paychecks. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm in the wrong business. I'm in the right business, but not the wrong part of the business. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Do you think, Brandon, that 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 comedy will hopefully bring us out of this era we're in right now, where everybody's a victim and everybody's hurt, and oh my God, my feelings are hurt? And do you think comedy can bring us out of that? I hope so, because uh, yeah, we always say at Acme, it's like the, the the last vestige of free speech is on that like ten foot stage there. Like we gotta like we gotta. Uh, protect that and when I get people after yep. shows like being like he shouldn't say that he shouldn't say this I'm just like where do we draw the line if I say mm-hmm. they can't talk about this right. then that like but someone else might think that's cool like I don't know it's just yeah it's so if you get offended by anything and if you uh, are, yeah just don't go out in public and don't go to a comedy club <laughs> don't go out in public yes that's the answer I don't want to hear about this so it's just going to make me cry well then yeah you can't live in the real world then because that's Especially comedy, so, like, wh- but they're making fun of it. Like that's the thing. Like people think, like he can't talk about. It. I'm like he's making light of it. Like that's, I don't know. It should make it. I don't know. Help, I think it helps people that to hear it, like in a funny way. Sometimes. I don't think there's any que- unless you can make. Look, 
my family got through very, very tough times because we made each other laugh. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. I mean, I got uh, brothers and a couple of sisters that are very, very funny people, and it really helped get through a lot of misery. I mean, that's what comedy's mm-hmm. for, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like we, have some, like, we have some rough nights at Acme sometimes, but then afterwards we all just joke about it afterwards, and we just make fun of, like, sh- shitty customers and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, remember him? Oh, that was great. Like, we have such good stories about some, some <laughs> Bad. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Pete on here, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I just, honest to God, we're sitting out in the audience uh, last time. Andy Kindler was at Acme, and some guy went after him. Uh, nah, actually, that was probably a couple of years ago. Were you there that night when that guy did that? Um, I heard about. It's so funny. People get so mad at Andy. It's hilarious because they don't get him sometimes. Why? They just they're like, I get people come up. They'll, they'll be like, Is he drunk? And I'm like, Nope, just Red Bull. Just a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> a lot of Red Bull. Anxiety. A lot of Red Bull, baby. That's all you need to know. Seriously, uh, like, what's wrong with him? And I'm like, No, you don't get it. Like, this is like this is this is like comedy in its truest form right here. He's making fun of comedy right now. Like, this is the best. Like, we love him at. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's. Oh, why wouldn't you? He's just the sweetest man. I know he got this dude. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. He is a sweet guy. He's a wonderful guy. And matter of <laughs> fact, with, with the whole situation with his dad and you know, mm-hmm. you know all the rest of it, he and I have been very close friends for quite some time. And I, I just love the guy. Absolutely mm-hmm. love him. Yeah, yeah, he's great. You know, he's, he's just a wonderful guy. So, uh, yeah, people, every calm down, Christ. He's a he's a comedian for Christ's sake. What do you? What, yeah, I'd rather be just up here boring you to death. Yeah, yeah. What? Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, all of you. That's all I have to say. We've got to take a break. Be right back. Brandon, our very Wait. special comedic guest today. <laughs> we do. Who could ask for anything more? We only have 10 right. minutes. What? We didn't, we didn't start till 12 after? Yeah. I thought we started at 8 after. Nope, 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought, I thought we started at 8 after. I, well... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we did. Well, technically we'll just, we did, uh, but then we played ads. The ads are that long now. They're amazing. All right, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we can continue on with our with our compelling conversation about Andy Kindler. You know, I I don't know. It's I do I I do think our answer to this to the to solving these problems is not political. It is not uh, Hollywood movies uh, or TV shows. Like I I do think stand up is the only thing that's going to bring us out of this big battle we're in right now where everybody hates everyone else. Yeah, yeah, I, that's why I, I work in comedy. That's why I've been there for like six and a half years. Like, I just love being around it. It helps me, it like, makes my life better being around comedy and hanging out with comedians all the time. And it's just that, yeah, everyone should do it. So if you want... Well, one of the great things, if you're oh. hanging out with comedians, uh, for people who don't hang out with comedians, I would say this. If you get a chance to hang out with comedians because... Uh, obviously, you're a better person than they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, love oh, man. I envy their lifestyle, though. I like, I like, I love working in Acme. I love being a manager there. But like, the, being yeah. able to work one hour a night and then just have the whole day to do whatever, like that's so. I, I envy mm-hmm. that very much. <laughs> do comedians have to do a lot of press still, or, or not so much anymore because of social media? Well, not terrible. Depending on depending on who it is, but yeah. like I mean, we do like maybe four show. I think we had four things this week, uh, like you and then like today, and then yesterday was KQ. We did like WCCO the other day, and then yeah, I oh, mean like okay. three or four, like nothing crazy. Like it's nothing mm-hmm. early anymore. Thank God for me because I have to bring them. Almost six. Like nine a.m. at KQ is not bad. <laughs> like I can I can handle that. But when it's like seven thirty a.m., I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the winter. So no, Especially in the winter. Yeah. No other radio other than than KQ and CCO does, does comedians that we do at least. Well, I don't know. Maybe the other like uh, there's another show. I, I doubt it. I don't know. There's a uh, oh, oh, there is. Uh, I Heart Radio. What's that one? Um, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, yeah, I no. Heart Radio. Um, I'm trying to think of what it would be. There's one nearby here. I forget who I who it is. Man, I'm terrible. Uh, the only ones I can think of that would be at all appropriate. KS95, KDWB. No, they don't do comedy. Hmm. Mm. Well. Love well, that's 105. Very odd. Yeah, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I, I just can't believe that they wouldn't want to sit down with, with comedians, you know, who've been on the road. 
It's a pretty fascinating conversation, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it's the I best. Mean, like, you know, I love having new people every... Like, I always say it's like it's having like, a new co-worker every week is like the new headliner. Like, I'm so excited. Like, Doran Carlos, I've never heard of him before. I was so excited to meet him. I, like, And then, like I said, hanging out with him yesterday, driving him to KQ was super fun, and just seeing his comedy. It's nice to see new people come through there and like have new favorite comedians once in a while like mm -hmm. yeah it's nice seeing the same people over and over too but it's also nice to get a fresh mm -hmm. <laughs> fresh comedian come in so mm -hmm. yeah oh my god i i just looked at the headlines i can't take <laughs> some people's ego i really i can't do it. it it just oprah winfrey has a lot of pull in hollywood in the media maybe even in politics but the talk show host media executive and philanthropist says she didn't have anything to do with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle deciding to ditch the UK. Who said you did? <laughs> what does Oprah have to say about it? Yeah, that's it's like a what? weird thing to say. Yeah. Isn't that odd? Uh, she didn't ask him to migrate across the pond, abandoning their key responsibilities to the royal family, despite a source telling Page Six that Winfrey, who attended the couple's wedding in 2018, was in the, their ear to build their own brand. Miss O tells people she had nothing to do with any of this. Oh, is it Miss O now? Miss O, I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, God, I can't take it anymore with this. I care about them both and support whatever decisions they make for their family. More on the royal uh, hubbub from around the Internet. Uh, a pressure-filled early announcement. The BBC notes the royal couple may have gotten wind that the Sun tabloid is about to print a story on their still-secret plans to move overseas and felt their hand forced. Yeah, whatever. Uh, working for a living, the Times also delves into how the pair will survive as they strive to be financially independent from the royal pocketbook. Some possibilities. Marco could go back to acting. They could strike uh, book deals or they could go. See, that's the whole problem. We want to step away from the royal family. But if you want to pay me $50 million for a book, I'll take that. <laughs> like, Come on, man. Really? Because if they both put a book out, they're going to make about 50, 60 million bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not going to be real hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So are they talking about moving to America? Uh, That'd be nuts. I don't know how that would work. I don't, I don't actually know. No, I, I'm right now, aren't I, Andy, that it's 15? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Perfect. We'll be right back. More with Brandon. Big shot <laughs> right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment. What would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon from Acme in studio with us today. Uh, you know how life gets so weird. If you've been in a business for a long time, like a, a business like radio or whatever, there are other businesses, but I'm just, I know about the radio one. Mm -hmm. Weird stuff happens in your life. The longer you're in it, the, the weirder stuff happens. 
Like there's a, you know, and again, I, I have no opinion on this lawsuit uh, between E. Jean Carroll and Donald Trump. I don't know if he did it. I don't know if he didn't do it. I don't have an opinion on the case at all. It's just the weirdest part of it is, is I know E. Jean Carroll mm-hmm. from years ago. And it's so weird that that someone you've spent some you know time with and did some work with and did radio with for you know whatever she was very very friendly very nice person when uh, when uh, she was hanging out in the studio and all that stuff mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know anything about it but but you just never think you get in a point in your life where yeah you know that woman that well first of all i met her because she was living with uh, hunter s thompson oh that's why i met her okay. right mm-hmm so she is drawn to to very talented people. I would say that uh, Hunter S. Thompson, while being totally mentally ill, was a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. He killed himself, didn't he? I think he ended up killing himself, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't Shot know. Shot himself in the noggin. Oh, did he? Oh man, I've... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know much so. about he him. Broke I always through. want to read his books, but. Oh, yeah, you should. He's a really, really good writer. You should read Hell's Angels. It was, I don't know if it was his yeah. first book. It was one of his first books, but it's a good book. You yeah, that's the it. one. That's that's like top of my list of his books for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Fear yeah. and Loathing in Las Vegas, and yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that's nuts. But yeah, Hell's Angels. Yeah, I've heard good things about that book. But it's so weird now in your life as you go along. All of a sudden, you know, like this news story just popped up on my screen went, oh, that's Gene Carroll. Then you go, oh, that's right. She's suing the president. <laughs> And you're like, what? You know, you just didn't think you'd, your life would get there, if you know what I'm talk, talking about. Right. Uh, the reason I'm even referencing that is because E. Jean Carroll's uh, lawsuit is going to move forward. Uh, Donald Trump's lawyers wanted it thrown out. But the judge in New York, uh, Supreme Court Justice Doris Ling Cohen, wrote in a, in a ruling that uh, we will be going forward with it. We move ahead, is the way she put it. We move ahead. Uh, and, and then Carol, uh, Jean Carroll, E. Jean Carroll. Uh, she was only Jean Carroll when I met her, not E. Mm. Jean, but what do I know? <laughs> uh, we move ahead, tweeted Carol, who argues Trump's denials have damaged her career and reputation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I have no opinion on that whole deal, the lawsuit or any of the rest of it. Obviously, if he did it, he should get his ass handed to him. And if he didn't do it, she should get her ass handed to her. Mm-hmm. Somebody's lying. Yeah, I don't know. Right? It sounds like the '90s were a bad time for sexual assaults. <laughs> I just saw this oh, Epstein documentary. God, doesn't like, it? God. The '90s were actually a very bad time for crime in general. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. And you know why that is? Because of the permissiveness of the hipsters back in the late uh, '60s and '70s. It kind of built into that the youth of America, their brains when that the whole thing was going on. And all of a sudden we said, let's get really permissive. Mm-hmm. Well, look how that worked. And now, of course, we're pooping on the streets of San Francisco, and that's somehow a good thing. Never understood <laughs> that. Brandon, how often do you take a dump on the street? Uh, mm. uh, when was the last Just to think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Carry the two. Number two. Uh-huh. All right. Um, yeah. Um, no, I've never dumped. I've definitely peed in the street before, but that's that's another. Yeah, story. I have too. Yeah, we all have. Full disclosure: we've peed in the street, but no, I've <laughs> never uh, dropped trow and cracked one off in the middle of the street. I, I don't really understand the upside of that. And, and and my big problem with that whole thing, and I don't know why they allow it. First of all. If you would take some of that money you're pissing away on other things and house these people, it would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Because we could afford to house every damn homeless person in America, but we use the money for other things, like lining uh, politicians' pockets. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it, the problem I have with that is if I had a little child and I lived in San Francisco, you wouldn't be pooping on my sidewalk. I can promise you that. Because if my child walks out and touches it and you've got some infectious disease... Mm. You think you're going to die soon. You'll be dying sooner than you thought. <laughs> no. The, why do they allow people to poop in the streets where little children and animals and whatever can go over and touch it or whatever? Like, what What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's yeah. it's a weird deal. <laughs> it's, That's all I'm saying. It's a weird deal. Uh, oh, how about the new uh, Subaru? Huh? Did you yeah. see the new Subaru's name? No, I'm looking for a new car. What's what's up? Okay, well this is the, this is the one for you, mm-hmm. the Forester Ultimate Customized Kit Special. Okay, it's the Forester Ultimate Customized Kit Special. It is from uh, from Subaru. 
It's uh, it looks like an SUV kind of, you know, kind of like a low low slung SUV. Mm-hmm. But follow me with this one. The name of the car is the Forester Ultimate Customized Kit Special. What does that spell? Wait, what is it? You okay, ready? <laughs> Forester mm-hmm. Ultimate. I can already see where the customized oh. kit. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> they named their car Fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> how did they not? There's so much regulation that goes. Like, how did they? <laughs> how did they think? Uh, you would think. Like, oh, it says new Subaru name. Prank, coincidence, or sly wink. It's not a very sly <laughs> wink. Because I'm looking at the the auto show, they took a picture of it, yeah. and the it's mm-hmm. printed out on the on the uh, stage, right in front of the car, it, and, and yeah, it says Forrester Ultimate letters Customized too for each. Special. Yeah, like I'm seeing, is that the one with like exactly. the blue underglow on it? Yeah, I'm seeing the same picture. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> exactly. amazing. Mm. It's, uh, it's like oh. it's very clear. It's not a sly wink or a coincidence. It says Fox. That's what it says. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I think I found my new car, Tom. This is it. Well, you should get that blue one with the red striping on it. That's a good look. You I know. like blue. Blue's my favorite you gotta color. you got to get a so custom good. plate now that says, Mine I too. don't give. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Fucks. <laughs> Works for me. With its eye-catching pinstriping 20-inch Enkai wheels over lime green brake calipers, a large touchscreen that controls all of a ride's tunes, Subaru's new concept car, which appeared at the Singapore Motor Show this week, definitely looks pretty cool. Uh, but it's the car's name that's generating the most buzz with the Autoblog, with what Autoblog calls a delightful nod to immaturity. At first, the Forrester Ultimate Customized Kit Special Edition doesn't seem like an unusual moniker for a show car until you form an acronym using the first letter of each word, while Autoblog speculates that the makers of the Fox Edition, (laughs) whose NSFW acronym was first noted by Top Gear Philippines, May not have realized what they were. Yeah, they realized what they were doing. Yeah, there's no way they didn't know. They Some guy was getting fired, letter. and he knew he was like, "Oh, I'm going to do yeah. this real quick before I get." <laughs> I don't know. Yes, <laughs> the fact that they did what to each letter, Andy. The, the fact oh, that they bolded and capitalized. Yeah, yeah, each like it's so obvious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they knew. There's no question <laughs> they do. I mean, Jesus, really. Uh, the drive's James Gilboy thinks it may be more than that, especially because in the show's display, the first letter of each word is bolded, making it even easier to see the acronym. Mm-hmm. It's the dirty name, an unfortunate coincidence. Is it a prank pulled by a Subaru intern or a uh, Subaru hat tipping the stereotypes careless owners have saddled some of its cars with? I don't think they meant to saddle the car with it. <laughs> I think a lot of people would buy it just because of its name. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this. Yeah, this might be planned. They're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna get a bunch of people buying this just for fun. <laughs> just because I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad looking vehicle. It's, not, it's no. a nice little smaller SUV. Mm-hmm. I, I got no problem with the the appearance, but yeah. For the for, was it a coincidence? A coincidence to what? <laughs> yeah. What would be the coincidence? Oh, man. Anyone? I don't know. That's, oh, that's amazing. I don't understand it any at all. Uh, Katrina Spade, the founder and CEO of Recompose, displays a sample of the compost material left from the decomposition of a cow using a combination of wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. So Seattle will have the nation's first human composting site. Mm. What do you think of that? I mean, technically, we've had human composting sites for millennia. They're called graves. Oh, because it's called graves, yes. But... That's true. But if they use those, if they use that as fertilizer mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to embalm the body i mean obviously they wouldn't because they'd want mm. it to decay no they'd have to put it the body in the pile like pretty much immediately or yeah. it starts yeah. to rot yeah but i don't know because <laughs> like what happens if people i mean are they mm. gonna have to go through testing but because i don't want yeah. plants that are grown in a place where bodies with like disease and stuff right are yeah are you gonna have to have the thing on your license now that says like I want to be fertilizer. Or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like I'm yeah. organ, do- organ donor and right. fertilizer. That's what I want to be. I don't need my body to compost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I'd be okay with you that. Know. I mean I'm not using it anymore. Yeah. Sure, use it for plants. I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee you, at the Bernard dinner table, if there was human composting and all the rest of it, and blah blah blah, 
I would have said to my mother, Mom, this carrot tastes like ass. What's that <laughs> all? We, we just would have. Yeah. <laughs> this carrot tastes right? like ass. <laughs> well, it's good not you'd have the sphincter in there some places, right? Uh, but I mean, yeah. use, like, use like poop for fertilizer, too. So, I mean, it's like, what's. I, I, yep. Would I rather yep. eat a person than poop as fertilizer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't. God. It's a weird concept, but I get it, you know, because um, I don't know. I, it, to me, it, well, it's so expensive to bury somebody. My mm-hmm. God, when my yeah. mom passed away, we were going over prices. Yeah. Thank God she wanted to be cremated. Mm-hmm. So it only cost like $3,200 to have that done okay. and whatnot. But 32 Yeah, it was 3200 bucks for, mm-hmm. for cremation. and What? Wow. Yeah, that's how much it was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's be like nine ninety five, like, and I mean, like <laughs> ten grand out. for a funeral, anyway. So yeah, that's, that's a Black Friday oh, special, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Black Friday special, ten bucks will torch you right down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but going over the cost, if you want to bury somebody, um, you have to pay for the co- coffins aren't cheap. Just to dig right, in right. the plot that you already own, mm. it co- like um, I've heard people say it can cost up to six thousand dollars. Just use the backhoe to dig. Wow. That portion is just six thousand oh god it's oh, it's god. ridiculous so it's like if you have kids make sure you have an insurance policy to at least cover the burial if you want to be buried because it is don't leave that your poor kids i mean that's terrible to leave mm, that kind sure, of a yeah. Bill. yeah oh my goodness yeah it's this. So i have a question for you guys yeah mm-hmm. and i'm very serious about this mm-hmm. are you guys afraid to die I'd prefer not to. (laughs) Well, but you're going to. I mean, unfortunately, you're going to. (laughs) I say every day above ground is a good day. Um, I don't know. I'm not afraid to die, per se. I'm afraid to leave my kids too early. That's sure. my fear. Yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. They're not well, ready. They don't want you around anyway, <laughs> I heard. Yeah. So they told me. Um. Yeah, I'm not really afraid. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I think the fear is of you don't know when, you don't know how. I mean, if I'm like 80 years old, I'd be like, all right, I could go tomorrow and be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, not now, though, because my kids are still young. They still need a mom. Yeah. I worry about leaving the people behind. That's my fear. Yeah. Not actually dying. Yeah, I've, I, I cannot remember the last time in my life that I was actually afraid to die. It mm-hmm. just has never bothered me. Because I figure once you die, you're not going to know it anyway. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like someone said once, like yeah. you, you like spend your time, like there's black before you were alive, and then you're alive. There, you were dead longer than you were alive. That's what I've like I've heard people say, and that's kind of what I like to think right. about that way. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, so, I yeah. Because I, yeah, because I will charge into situations where other people would just avoid them. Like, you know, if somebody's being an asshole or whatever, I'll go mm-hmm. over and you know. And most people go, why do you do that? And I said, why wouldn't I do it? He goes, well, it's dangerous. I said, no, it's not. Well, what if the guy shoots you? I'm like, well, I won't know it. If he shoots me, I'll be dead. What mm. do I care? <laughs> I don't, maybe yeah. I'm oversimplifying it. Do you think I'm? it's just well, some, oversimplified in my brain? Some people, no, but if it works for you, it works for yeah. you. If that makes you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, couldn't care less. Like, some oh, people boy, have religion, really you're just like, I might, might get shot by a random dude. Like, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> get shot by a random dude. <laughs> It's that whole deal of living in fear that I have no interest in. Yeah, none. Some, some people mm-hmm. can't help it, though, you know. And yeah, I know. Um, I know. I know. Dave has publicly said he has a unhealthy fear of death. He's afraid to die. Oh, does he, he? Yeah. I mean, you know, and he because he just doesn't know what comes after. I mean, everyone mm. says you're not going to know, but we've kind of been ingrained in our mind that there is an afterlife, and you, it's just that. Mm-hmm. Not knowing for sure what's mm-hmm. going to happen after, I think, terrifies him. Oh, totally. Is it just going to be black, or am I going to see things? Or am I, what's going to happen after I die? Um, I, you know, but uh, that's kind of normal. Some people have it worse than others. I've had to deal with it with my seven-year-old, mm. who has a yeah, fear of yeah, death. Yeah, kids, yeah. And yep. I almost I was brought to tears because his he's seven years old and his number one worry is when I die then when he dies he won't be able to find me in heaven mm. and I was like oh, well, heaven I know and I'm like oh honey I said I'm your mom I will find you don't worry that's my job I'll always be your mom 
even after death. So, but not in heaven. <laughs> not, yeah, you're going oh, to I'm heaven. not going. I probably am. Bring the tacos. <laughs> Bring the tacos, baby. Power um, dogging. Yeah. So I, it, I don't know if it's just something with certain people where that fear of death it just triggers something in them and they hold on to it. Some people death doesn't bother them, like you, Tom. You just it doesn't bother you. You know it's going to happen. So couldn't care less. Yeah, so I guess it just depends. I do on have a person. plan though. Mm-hmm. If I go to heaven, I do have a plan for that too. If I if I die and then I go to heaven, I'm going to go up and look at God mm-hmm. and to the right hand of God, I'm going to look at Jesus and go, "Hey, could you move down a seat?" <laughs> you know? Can you scooch over? What do you think? <laughs> hey, can you scooch you over? I'd like to sit in the right hand of God if you don't mind. <laughs> You've been there for like a couple of thousand years, so I just want to try it. <laughs> See what it's all about. Because you know Jesus has got a sense of humor. You know that. Oh, I, I'm sure. He was human, you know. He was human. <laughs> uh, now, now, of course, in Brazil they're having a fit because there's a play about him being gay, and the the Christians are not happy about that in Brazil, man. They're having a fit about that. Like, calm know. down. You know, it's the same people. And Jesus is portrayed as a white guy. He wasn't white. He was not, from not white. the Middle That's East. Sure. <laughs> he was the only white guy in the Middle yeah, East. Yeah, yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah, all true. Mm-hmm. All right, we are ready to take a break, right, Andy? Yep. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> we'll be right back with the final segment with Brandon from Acme. Thanks for coming in today, Brandon. It was nice of you, nice of you to come in. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. We'll be right back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's Resolution Sale. Do what I did and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Anoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost, 763 763-733-7337. 763-333-7337. 763-333-7337. Now we're talking. <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen, talking about when you die, you're going to burn in hell. No, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. Uh, have fun. I haven't thought about that. Maybe that's where it all came from, the fact that I don't have any fear of dying, because when I was a kid, they talked about burning in hell if you didn't do it. And I went, no, you don't. <laughs> Even when I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no. Well, yeah. the biggest problem I ever had, Brent. Now, did you grow up in any any particular faith yourself? Yeah, I went to Catholic school for like nine oh, so years. And then uh, in high school, my parents were like, do you want to go to Catholic school or public? I was like, public, please. Mm-hmm. And went there. And my two younger sisters went to Catholic. And I was so glad because I was a bad student anyways. And I didn't pay extra <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, I suppose that's true. You, so you did the same thing I did. I went to the first eight years Catholic school and then went to uh, public school for mm-hmm. ninth through 12th. Well, ninth through tenth and a half. But anyway, you know, moving forward. That all works out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other thing I was thinking about that Sermon on the Mount thing with Monty Python. He starts doing the, the whole deal. And a woman in the audience goes, speak up! <laughs> <laughs> Yelling at him to speak up. How great is that? I just love Monty Python. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, a couple of them aren't even with us anymore, which is... Not a good thing, yeah. but yeah. such is life. So, uh, you know, look, all we do on this show, like today in particular, is we're just showing people 
the important things in life. It's like, oh, yeah, well, what about, yeah, kiss my ass, leave me alone. I'm good. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Did you see, uh, and Andy, this is something you probably already read about, that there is a huge problem now in Hong Kong with PTSD because of the protests. They, they said a huge percentage of population is now, now has PTSD. Oh, wow. That makes sense. I mean, suppose you of, would. Yeah. I've seen the videos. There's a lot of crap going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to <laughs> believe anything walk out that your comes front. out of China, though, on either side. Well, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. You mean the Chinese lie? Really? Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, whether it's like, you know, the Chinese government's going to lie about the protesters and the protesters are going to lie about the Chinese government. So it's like, how do you even... Yeah. Footage, sure, but things people say that other people did. Right. I mean, like, not even just China, just, you know, someone tells some totally true, shocking story on Twitter. My first instinct is to not believe it. Mm. Is there anything you can believe anymore, though? Is there anything you look at and go, well, that's true? Not hearsay, no. Mm-mm. I guess not. It, it's still b- Lying is like a big tool now, isn't it? To lie is one of the great tools that human beings can use because nobody will. Uh, nobody cares anymore if you lie, mm-hmm. which is disgusting, but well, uh, it's too bad. Well, yeah, because I've noticed that when I like read news stories, I find myself fact-checking the news story. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to... Okay, mm-hmm. I'll Google this to. portion to see if it's actually true, and then it comes to find out it's not. I'm like, I shouldn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. This is news. Right. I shouldn't have to fact check. That, that's your job as a reporter. You're not like this opinion mm-hmm. journalist or whatever. You're a reporter, report the news. I shouldn't have to fact check your stuff and then pay for you know news services on top of it. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right. do your job. Come on. I don't know. It's very frustrating and... You know that's why that's why I completely tune it out now. I don't watch news. I watch the local news, and I'll watch the weather, <laughs> and that's about it when it comes to that kind of stuff. So the amazing thing to me, honest to God, is uh, you watch one channel and you go, okay, so that's what's going on. Then you turn to the opposing channel and you find out, nope, that's 180 degrees wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little hard to believe you're both that right. far off mm-hmm. you know it's pretty difficult to believe that that's even true but that's i guess that's what they love to do now i watch things now and I go you know you're really good at that lugubrious facial expression that you have <laughs> that mournfully sad mm-hmm. facial expression that you have right now you're really getting good at that oh you know what happened the sun went down i think it's trump's fault mm-hmm. like, whatever you know and then it was obama's fault before that and then before that it was bush's fault and everything's somebody else's fault i honestly right? well i honestly think because a lot of the media outlets are controlled, well, not controlled, but they are left-leaning or liberal. And I'm Most wondering if they're are, using yeah. that as a mind control technique to constantly sound like they're think, depressed yeah, and mm. people watch yeah. it all the time. Well, what happens when you watch depressing shit all the time? Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. depressed. And then they pop on the pharmaceutical commercials in between the depression oh, yeah. sessions oh, on yeah. the news. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I have a feeling there's a little uh, mind control game playing going on with the media. I honestly do. I think everybody does think that now because it, it's it's so obvious that they're just begging for you to watch them, and nobody's watching most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped. I used to watch the news all the time. I hardly ever watch it now because it just pisses me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I watch people that I know, like Pete Hegseth I watch all the time, Minnesota's own. Mm-hmm. I like watching Anderson Cooper. I think he's a real decent guy and means well. And there are a few of them. Yeah. There are a few. Well, kind of the old school news anchors and stuff were fine. I mean, the only time I ever like saw really emotion with like Walt, uh, Walter Cronkite is when Kennedy was shot, mm-hmm. right? And that was for good reason. And mm. then uh, Peter Jennings was, you know, showing some emotion when nine eleven happened. That's, so those mm-hmm. were like the two points where you really only saw news anchors really kind of show emotion or feel attached to the story. Other than that, they would just sit there and report the news, and I loved it. I just said, okay, what's going on in the world today? But now it's just they use opinion as fact, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so ugh, gross. I just stay away. 
Why did you bring up Peter Jennings? Now I'm all depressed. <laughs> I, sorry. You know my Peter Jennings story? <laughs> um, I believe... This is my Peter Jennings story. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this is when Ocean Air used to be in the, in the uh, Hyatt mm-hmm. over by Ichiban. So I walk in there, and Steve was the manager of the place, really nice guy. And he goes, Peter Jennings is here, and he works for ABC, and you work, because Disney owned us at that time. I was working for ABC at the time. He goes, you want to say hello to, to Peter Jennings? He, you know, I told him that another ABC guy was here, and he said, I said yeah, that, you know, whatever. Eventually went over. I didn't know he was dying. <laughs> like, thanks so much for that. So literally, I go over and go, Peter, I just want to come over and say hello. Really enjoy your work. And he goes, well, thanks very much for coming over. I really appreciate it. Like, ah, oh, Jesus. <clears throat> so now I got that stuck in my head for the rest of my life, Peter Jennings not being able to breathe or talk. I didn't. But other than that. Oh, I know. And I, when I found out he had lung cancer, I'm like, was he a smoker? Because he didn't look. Have, oh, big time. I know. Mm-hmm. But he didn't look like a smoker. You know how usually you can say, oh, they're a oh, smoker. Wrinkly, yeah. I mean, his he just didn't seem yep. like that kind of guy in it. I mean, he was the, he was my go-to person throughout all the 9/11 coverage because I loved Peter yeah. Jennings, and yeah, he yeah. was such a great news anchor and reporter. And I miss I him too. I really do. Yeah, I agree. He was very, very good at his job, but it's mm-hmm. just you know how you want a better picture of someone in your head when they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I get now is oh, well, I'll tell you what, Tom. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Jesus! Not a good thing, but. You know, uh, you're right, though. He was one hell of a news anchor. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did a great job for uh, for ABC. Yeah. Uh, right now, I couldn't. You know, it's really sad, and mm-hmm. I didn't do this intentionally. I could not name one of the anchors on the uh, on the uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, or or uh, any of those. I have no idea who the nightly news is is hosted by anymore. Same here, no Tom. Yeah, same. Although, what's that one guy that took over ABC? I I've I watched know. him a couple times. Oh gosh, he used to be a, a field reporter for ABC News, and now he's the main anchor. Why can't I think of his oh, name really? now? Mm. Um, he's okay. I mean, he's no Peter Jennings or you know Ted Koppel, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of his name now. He's got dark brown hair. Um, he's okay, but yeah, other than that, I I don't know either. Tom, I no idea. I probably haven't watched nightly news <clears throat> in probably three years. Oh, yeah. It's been what forever. happened to Lester Holt? <laughs> Lester Holt. I'm Lester Holt. <laughs> oh, God. He's a great guy, by the way. Yeah. Lester Holt is a very nice man. He really is. <laughs> so he's still, is he still on? I don't know if he's even on anymore. Is he? Well, I don't Anyone know. know. I think he does like some of those specials that they do, like investigative specials. Uh, right, right. But I don't think he does daily stuff let's see um he's still the weekday edition of nbc nightly news and dateline nbc oh is he oh i didn't know that yeah nightly news with lester holt on nbc news nightly news it's lester holt you gotta get it right you can't <laughs> just say lester holt <laughs> i can't get my voice lester that deep holt. It is all, it's just wonderful. And by the way, I don't watch any news on NBC because of Homer Simpson. Why? That's all I'm saying. Because he told me many, many years ago, NBC, nothing but crap. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Oh, God. Remember that episode, Andy? I do. (laughs) God. Do you think the Simpsons might go on forever? I mean, it's been on the air for like 30-some years now. Probably. Yeah, I don't know what's going to stop them. Well, I don't people are going to start that dying, show. that's what. We've oh, already lost. The young... There's already been a couple of people. Like Edna's voice, she died. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, there was another one, another major. Let's see. Voice actor. Dead. Dead. Voice actor dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, it listed me? Damn it. Oh, I thought you said dad. You said oh. dad. <laughs> like, whoops. Oh, yeah, no. Sid Hartman, yeah. obviously. That was forever ago, though. Oh, so. 1998. Sid Hartman. Oh, wow. He was um, Troy McClure. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His name was Sid Hartman? Or, wait, something I thought Hartman. Phil, no, Phil Hartman. Hartman. Phil Hartman, oh, not Sid Hartman. <laughs> Sid's going to be 100 years here. old. Yeah. 
Oh, my God, Sydney. Yes, it'll be 100 years old on March 1st. Ugh. Damn. You know, uh, yesterday was Andy's grandfather's 100th birthday. Did you you hear the text that that Vicky sent me? I did. My my sister, I have a sister, Vicky. She's two years older than me. She goes, you do realize that Dad would be 100 years old today. If he hadn't died 37 years ago, <laughs> okay. like, that's real nice. They cheering me up. Thanks so much for cheering me up on that one. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. I feel much better. Now. Oh, that's funny. Uh, what the hell? I can't believe you know that. Uh, that's a tough road to hoe. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it on, on, the, on the morning show this morning that I got really kind of depressed last night, and I didn't know why. And then I all of a sudden realized it was my dad's birthday. In all those years, I still carry that with me that my father and I never got along. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, you just carry it with you for the rest of your life. Isn't that weird? No, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess. I got to call my dad now. I always say that. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Dad. Yeah, exactly. I love you. <laughs> what, if he just, what if he blocks your call? What oh, do you think? No, no. He's, we're cool. He just moved to Georgia like a year ago, but so he's kind of dead to oh, me. Oh, he did? Where? Like, um, emotionally. But uh, he, uh, was it, uh, he moved to where is it, Chattanooga. That's not in Georgia. Where is that? Uh, that's Louisiana. in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he just moved again. I don't know. He didn't like it in Georgia. There's a whole time zone difference. He, li- he worked in a different time zone than he lived. It was a dumb idea. They even yeah. told him, they're like, hey, just as of, don't do that. And then he's like, I can handle it. And then like a year later, he's like, yeah, no, that was a bad idea. <laughs> 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 that was a bad idea. Yeah. 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 Well, what the hell? Well, you'll get over it. It all works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah. Everything is good. Do you guys think that that's true, that those Australian fires have killed a billion animals? I saw that yesterday. That's insane. Well, oh. Are they, they're probably like including insects like and insects. But yeah, still, really, that's um, a lot. But it's all part of the ecosystem there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you have a lot of reptiles yeah. too, like snakes and stuff. So I'm sure right, right. a lot of those have perished. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because Australia is pretty lush with wildlife. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be right. close to that number. I don't know. Yeah, it's sad it's, to think, though. Yeah, and a few like went extinct for sure. Like, ugh, that's a mm-hmm. bummer. Like, that's. Ugh. Well, yeah, they got yeah, spiders no, the size of. Home. They have spiders there the size of Buicks. Yeah, those are okay, I think. No, 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 no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those can go. <laughs> those can go. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That all works out in the end. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Brandon again for coming in today. I really appreciate you coming in to uh, fill on the spot. It's too bad that Jordan could make us. I was, I was very impressed with that young man on Thursday on the morning show. He yeah, everyone great. in the building was like, was congratulating him on the way out. He did, he did a killer job. Uh, I'll take full responsibility for him not being here. No, it's good. <laughs> well, but, uh, oh, I thought you were going to take full responsibility for him being entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no, I told him all Which, what to say yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I thought that was the case, but yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. You know, I, I don't want to. Blow your horn if you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah I'm pretty deals, modest, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Huh? Let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay, <Get> okay. <laughs> nah, it's cool. We will talk to you next week with the family. Sounds good.